Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about a silent voice or the shape of a voice. Uh, this came out in 2016. Uh, one of the main producers for this was uh, Pony Canyon and ABC Animation. Uh, the studio, though, was Kyoto Animation. Weren't they the ones that got bombed? They were firebombed. Uh, they were attacked. Uh, the studio was set on fire by an arsonist. Yeah, back in uh, July 2019, uh, our hearts do go out to everyone that was affected by this uh, because, uh, if I remember correctly, it was around 30, 36 plus people got killed, and plus uh, another 30 plus that got injured in the Whoa. incident. I didn't realize there was that many casualties. I thought there was no casualties. No, no. Uh, there there were casualties. A lot of casualties, unfortunately. Dang. Um, this studio is one of my personal favorite studios. They've uh, done Clanned, uh, Violet Evergarden, which is a really great um, animation. We'll do that sometime. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Uh, Kobayashi's um, uh, Dragon... It's another great one. They've done a lot of great Ooh. work. They've done a lot of really good um, animation. A lot of shows that I am personally a fan of. Uh, like this one, actually. I'm, I'm a fan of this one. It's the first time I've seen it. I'm, not, I'm honestly a fan of it. It's a drama school shonen, and I would even say slice of life for this movie. I totally thought this was mainly a slice of life. I, I did not even think it was a shonen at all but yeah this was circa what 16 so this is before all the unfortunate things have happened um that said i was seriously impressed with the quality of the animation this looks for for all intents and purposes this looks like a very high budget film i will even go so far as to say the length of the film was surprising to me You'd see it's a two hour and 10 minute movie and they take majority of the the two hours and 10 minutes. There's not much going on in um, in the credit scene or or in like uh, the opener as I thought there would be. This movie was honestly really, really great. And man, does it know how to tell a story. And that's one of the things about uh, Kyoto animation is they, they really know how to have a story told to really just like hit you right in the feels, just like sucker yeah. punch you hard. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it was not, you know, you watch a movie and you see a puppy and yeah, it's, people have equated. Some of my friends are like, I could watch a horror movie and when bad things happen to people, I don't feel so bad. But if anything happens to that dog, I, I just lose it. And the story was so good that 
at first I was thinking all the characters were people. And I was like, I really don't care what happens to them. If they end up dead in a ditch, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. But I would say about halfway through things transitioned and they, they flipped. And I was like, each one of these characters is a puppy and I want nothing bad to happen to them ever. Oh, most definitely. And what, what's great is how they started off. They started off with our main protagonist, Ishida. And it, it starts off with him being dressed up. He's marking off on his calendar, quit his job, payback, payback mom, everything like that. And he's going through and he's doing these things. And then he stands on a bridge and he's envisioning himself committing suicide. And that's the start. That is the start of this show. So it's like, man, this is this is deep right off the bat. You're you're talking about someone who's in high school thinking about suicide. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, I really don't happen to this person, because if in the very beginning, they're already trying to off the, what I envisioned to be a side character. Um, turns out he's the main character or one of the main characters. Um, but I figured if they're trying to off this person, I should not get emotionally attached because this is going to just, he, he's, he's a throwaway character to, to. And then you find out pretty yeah. soon after that, he's not the throwaway character. None, none of the characters that they introduce are throwaway characters, which is surprising to me for such a wide group of people. You, you, you don't really have, well, another thing, there's one character that I could throw away and not really care about, but, um, so you've got this guy who popular sixth grader um, in they, they you're right. They do open in a, uh, a suicide scene, essentially. And well, he, they go through spoiler, the flashbacks. He doesn't commit suicide. Just to throw yeah. that out there. Spoiler. He does not commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. backtracks to him, actually him not doing it. And then yeah. going to where they were in the sixth grade. And you find out that the dude Why? was a little punk he was a bully super big prick super big prick and the other main character nishimiya she she's deaf and and so they introduce her she can hear with with the help of an aide barely it has to be a really loud sound for her to be able to hear but she is she is deaf and then you later on you find out she is completely deaf in her right ear yeah and it, it, it's you find that out so much later on that it's depressing it is and you, you you're just like oh no 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 and so what they do is um when they first introduce her she's she pulls out a book and she has a book it's like if you want to talk to me please write in this book and all the kids at first were like oh this is cool or this is weird and then it really rapidly changes to you're annoying i hate you leave me alone. And yeah. they would she talk going, trash about her behind her back and everything else. In front of her even. Yeah. And it was really sad, depressing. And then she uh, runs into Ishida when her, all her quote unquote friends are going away, leaving. She looks at him and she does the sign language for, can you and I be friends to him? And he says that she's weird and he throws dirt at her face and then runs away. It's like, man, just like right in the beginning, it just, it really sucker punches you. It's just like, Oh yeah. Oh, it's you're, you're just like, 
you're a little douche and I would kick your ass if I knew anything that like happened in real life because this is just messed up and it, things get worse and worse as time progresses she has her earring aids and she unfortunately has the bad luck at least in the beginning of having Ishida or show as he's nicknamed oh one more thing she is named she is nicknamed show and he's nicknamed show and that annoys him yeah because his his uh name is shoya and hers is shoku shoko so yeah so their nicknames are the same and he said no no there's only room for one and then in the beginning you see him roughhousing with his friends you know like a regular kid maybe a little more aggressive than normal you know chokehold and having his fat friend tap out and you know just being the bolsterous front runner of their group essentially and so he finds out show finds out Ishiro finds out that she has hearing aids and he begins ripping them out well it's not just him it's everyone else like at first she they ask if she uh can take him out so they can see him and she does and the other one of the supporting characters uno ueno um, what she does is she takes it and throws it to Ishida and then Ishida goes, Oh, there's something on him and then throws him out. And then you see right. this montage of this happening, her having him taken out, him taking him out and everything like that, all the way to the last one where he takes it out and ends up hurting her, causing her to bleed heavily. Now, if you'll remember this on her right ear, yep. On her right side. So maybe in a deeper note, if you looking back at the movie, reflecting, if you will, um, he might have caused her deafness in her right ear. Her complete deafness? Maybe it is a possibility. It's a stretch, but I mean, like, that's quite well, the stretch, you know, but she wasn't deaf originally like, for the whole thing because she did have two earpieces in. And she wasn't so, deaf all the way up through way past that point for years after. Well, I mean, they, they went from sixth grade to what 10th grade ninth grade something like that were they freshmen uh they were probably sophomores or juniors okay so 10 11 so you're looking at four years four to five, five years, years. Yeah, four, four to five, to five years, years which is you know still a fair amount of time it's significant yeah no it is significant however you know i <laughs> i had an injury where i rolled my ankle when i was in the sixth grade and it forced me not to play soccer in the 10th grade so yeah you know Never know. Could happen. It's a stretch. I'm stretching. I agree. Um, hey, either way, it's <laughs> ironic that it's the same year. And she has a scar from where it happened to. And so what ends up happening is, which is really, really interesting, is the mom is really hurt. Ishida's mom's really hurt when she hears about what he's done because he's suspended for it too. His mom goes and takes out all the money in their checking account, basically, which is 1,700,000 yen and goes and gives it to the, to the mom of, uh, Nishimiya because he needs to, or she wants to pay it back because the hearing aids aren't cheap. They are, they are very expensive. Yeah. They went through, I think like eight of them. Now I did the math. I, I took it upon myself. 1,700,000 yen translates to roughly 15 grand in the United States denomination currently. It's it's not a, a small amount of money. And I, I should probably, we should probably mention how he was caught. Um, the teacher, 
was like, hey, who's doing this? Somebody's bullying. It wasn't this even the teacher that was saying, hey, who's principal? doing it? It was the principal. And then the oh, teacher sorry, the slams the chalkboard and says, Ishida, we all know it's you. Just stand up and fess up to it already. Yeah. And so and he does. And then basically you see everyone just turn their back on him. To the point where now he is a pariah. Nobody wants anything to do with him. His old friends, the second in command, is now teasing him just as hard as he was teasing her. Everyone is just destroying everything he was. And it's okay because he was the bad kid who bullied. What goes around comes around. Karma's a bitch, essentially. Yeah. What's also interesting is when Ishida's mom gave uh, Nishimura's uh, the money, the money, she, her mom she takes her aside, <laughs> takes her aside. And then her mom in her right ear rips out her earring. See, I thought pendants. that she just beat her up. No, and her she, mom was just like, no, uh, her mom ripped out the earring in the right ear. You know, I saw that, but didn't beat I her just up. Just, be- just ripped it out. That's all to, to really? kind of show the pain that her daughter just in, incurred, I guess. And no, I could see that. I just like, because she was scuffed up in other locations, I figured that she was just took the beating in her son's place. That, no. That's what I that's how I what I took away from it. And the earring was also happened to be ripped out. So well, that's, she she didn't look scuffed up. I saw the blood dripping on her, but that was about it. There would be no reason for her to get beaten up because he didn't beat her. He just hurt her ears. Yeah, but later on in the movie, mom's kind of violent. Mom slaps someone because he's right there and she's still very pissed at him, which is rightful. I mean, like he, he burned through a lot and put his, you know, put her daughter through hell. Oh no, no. I'm talking about when the, when the other chick was at the very end, not the very end, but pretty far out there. Chick was oh, beating up. It's, the, yeah. The mom it's, just went nuts. Well, it's the mom was defending herself because Ueno was beating up on Nishimiya. Eh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's unfortunate. He becomes a pariah. And ironically enough, the only person to try to save his feelings would be the deaf girl that he was abusing, essentially. And people would write on his desk that you should die. You should go away. No one likes you. No one wants you here. And the deaf girl is the one to wipe all the crap off of his desk. And he walks in on her. And he's like, what are you doing? You need to go away. Don't you know what I did to you? And and just. No, it's not even that that he's trying to say stuff like that. He's like, just what are you doing? Go away. Leave me alone. That's my desk. Don't you dare. What's interesting is, is he had just written trash about her a couple days prior, a few days prior about her on the board and then wiped it off. And she didn't know it was him because she can't hear the sarcasm in his voice. And so she just simply writes, thank you. And she was trying to repay that kindness to him. Really? See, yeah. I always thought that she knew. Like, I always like deep down when you're being picked on and, you know, there's a culprit, you know, there's this one person doing stuff like that. And all of a sudden they do something nice. It, it's suspect. But I could be wrong. I could be projecting. I mean, it's it's a possibility. But what's really interesting is that even after all that when he finally gets called out, she says to him still that, Hey, I want to be your friend. Can we be friends, please? You know, I would really like to be your friend. And 
and then it flat flat uh fast forwards to where he's in high school and he's about to commit suicide and it shows i mean like honestly it really shows it's like it doesn't matter if you're a bully or not even though he used to be a bully and he's being bullied now you push someone to a point they'll they'll commit suicide and that's just wrong no matter what just because they were a bully doesn't give you the right to bully them and it doesn't make it right either it just makes it sad. No, and the the underlying story com- that should come out is people mature, people change. Everyone deserves forgiveness and everyone deserves to be v- valid, essentially. It's a good, albeit slightly skewed, thought process that everyone will eventually change for the better. I mean, I don't know if I would personally go up to my previous bullies and go, hey, are you sorry yet? But... Well, he didn't even go up to his previous bullies and say, hey, are you sorry yet? He was. Oh, no, no. I mean, as her as she would as she's she's accepting his his change more readily than anybody. Right. And it's not even that everyone else readily accepts his change. It's. It's more so just her because she was the one that was more greatly affected by him. Yeah. And when it flashed or fast forwards. It gets confusing. (laughs) It's, it doesn't really get confusing. It's you're starting to learn where everyone's at, at that point in time, what happened with everyone. And you learn that through all the trials and everything like that. And through, through the bullying that he's endured, he's changed and he just kind of wants to, you know, not worry about, about other people. He just really wants to get to know, uh, Nishimiya and it shows how how he really feels about her because he took sign language and knows it just so that way he could communicate with her so he could say sorry and and be able to converse and be her friend yeah and it's really really telling when those two are going through the journey together because when she's talking to him and he's able to sign She's like really touched and happy about it. But at the same time, you also learn that everyone else like Ueno really still, even after years does not like her. And it comes out when uh, she sees Ishida and hops on the back of his bike and tells him, Oh look, there's the deaf girl again. And it's just like, yeah, the weirdo. And she's like, oh, why does she have one of my cat wallets from where I work and everything like that? And he tells her, get off. Because I gave her that. that. He purchased purchased it. He goes, I gave it to her. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I gave it to her. Do you feel bad? Do you feel bad? Yeah. And he's like, you need to get off. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because that chick wants the old group back, even though she's. I want to say almost responsible yeah. for just throwing Ishida under the bus. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't... He wasn't the only one. There were others there, and he even called him out, but no one wanted to join in on getting the punishment. They saw him as the scapegoat, and they obviously you know, took the chance. And it's just really, really sad that they were like that. I mean, like I understand they were kids, everything like that. Can't expect them to like, Hey, you know, I'm a part of this too. 
everything like that. Well, but yeah, you you wouldn't expect that from from hardly anybody, even if they're adults. It just shows how shitty of a per- kind of person they are because among them, they know. But even still, there was one chick. I forget what her name is. Um, she becomes relevant in the second half of the movie as well. Um, pigtail girl, green hair, changes her hair, makes you should realize that um, deaf girl likes him. Are you talking about uh, Kawaii? I honestly don't know. Glasses, blonde hair. Yeah. Yep. Kawaii. That's the one. Yeah. Kawaii. Yeah. Uh, huh. I also thought that meant, meant, I thought that word meant cute. Kawaii. Cute. Eh, Kawaii. Any- K-A-W-A-I. You can also just call her Mickey. M-I-K-I. I'll call her Mickey because I think that'll be easier for me. Uh, anyway, Mickey completely absolves herself of any wrongdoing whatsoever by going, no, I tried to get him to stop. It wasn't me. And playing the victim hard. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of scary because you get the feeling she believes it. Oh, and then she does the exact same thing years later when uh, Ueno shows up and then they're sitting there talking and then he asks her, he's like, hey, you know, did you know about this? Everything like that? Because, you know, I'm just having some questions. And then she instantly starts yelling to everyone that he was a bully and that he was the one that did it in front of the class. And it was like, man, like instantly turned on the waterworks and started blaming him for everything. And all he was doing was asking questions. Yeah. It's hard. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder, you know, it does. If, if, if she did that to him, on such a minor thing, how often is this done in her normal life? Yeah. So, and what I found really interesting is after his bullying sessions, essentially, uh, where he got bullied, he started looking down and everyone had an X on their face. Yeah, they all had an X on their face because he didn't look at them. He never made eye contact with them. So they were just, they were just feet, basically. And that's what the whole purpose of it was because when he was walking through the school after his uh, attempted suicide that he backed out on he as he was walking they showed where he was looking and it was always down at the legs and feet of everyone he never made eye contact and whenever he may actually made eye contact that's when the x fell away and the more people that he saw the x's fell away and this really shows at the end, too, when at the end he he actually looks up and looks at everyone around him. That's why all the X's disappears, because he said when uh, he was saving. Uh, it, 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 not yet, but when he's doing something, yeah, he said that I will never look down again. I will make it a point to look at everyone in the face. I will look at their eyes. Yeah, no, I get that. But do you remember the shoot? You had her name. It wasn't Mickey. It was the one he was asking Mickey about. Um, Uriu or something like that. No, that's not it. Mickey is the girl with the glasses and pigtails. Yep. The black, the, the black. He was girl. asking her yep. about her name? Ueno. 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 So Ueno, Ueno actually got her ex back on. Yeah, because he didn't want to make eye contact with her. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. See, I took it as friend and foe. He saw everyone as a as a foe, and then when he saw you as a friend, you know, then the ex fell away. But until then, you were you were you were basically someone he could write off, someone he didn't care about, someone he didn't consider a friend. 
Right. You could interpret he, totally interpret it that way. But it also but if you end, look right. when when he's when he's talking to him, as soon as he says something and he realizes that he doesn't want to really talk or associate, he looks away. And when he looks away or looks down, that's when the X pops up. Because if you notice, when he's talking to everyone else, except for the people that don't have an X, he's never making eye to eye contact. He's never making eye yeah, contact. The consistency on that particular thing alone. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of details in this movie that remain consistent. And if you notice them and you notice them enough, you're like, holy crap, this is someone put a lot of effort into making this movie good. To, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as as weird as this is going to sound, um, <laughs> when the deaf girl tried to talk, they did a really good non-stereotypical voice for her. Yeah. And what I mean by that is you, you can hear people make fun of a deaf person. You can hear people uh, like mock in a mocking fake voice, make fun of someone who has who's hearing impaired. However, they didn't. And it was like a genuine, they took the time to listen to someone who was hearing impaired speak. And they emulated that incredibly. There was no mockery in the tone at all. There was no, whoever did the voice acting on that really did their homework to try to make this genuine. Oh yeah. And it was, and that honestly just makes it all the better. And one of the scenes that really kind of just like, tugged at my heartstrings because Ishida and uh, Nishimiya, both of them, they're talking, right? And she puts her hair up. He notices it. He, he, he gets a gift from her. And then she tells him, you know, that I love you. You know, she tries to say it with words, but he misunderstands because of the pronunciation and thinks that he's saying the moon. And that right there, she runs away embarrassed and sad about the whole thing. And I just like, I felt for her. I was like, that is so sad. She, she went through and poured the effort and he's dense and he couldn't pick up on it. <laughs> I don't think it was because he was dense. He just didn't understand that somebody could feel that way towards him because most of the movie, if not all of the movie until the little ending thing that we'll talk about in a minute. He was very self-loathing and very, I'm not good enough for a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he wasn't dense. He just didn't understand that somebody outside of his family could feel that way. Oh, speaking of his family, his mom was blonde with a little gray or with a little dark haired tuff on the top of her head that I thought was kind of interesting. The, the black, the black yeah. little tuff. Yeah, it's yeah. because that usually happens when you blow, uh, when you dye your hair and you let it grow out and that's all it is. Oh, so you think those are the roots? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I mean, maybe she was a hairdresser, but did you notice in the, this was a little tidbit that I had to rewind and watch a few times. Cause I'm like, there's no way, there's no way they would do that. So do you know what his sister looks like? His older sister, you know, it escapes me. The reason it escapes you is the one time in the entire movie that she is shown her face is blocked by her daughter. Okay. All right. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'm sold. So I was looking at this little baby girl. I'm like, maybe that's his little sister. And then he goes, grandma. And I'm like, no, no, grandma. 
Maybe he's throwing some shade at his mom. Maybe he's like teasing his mom for being old or something like that. No, and, I mean, like I, no, I, I got that it was wasn't his uh, sister or anything like that. I mean, like I, well, I, I thought I, it was. I thought it was. And then I was like, because you don't see the dad at all. Yeah, you do. And you do. You see him twice. Oh, no, no. Not her dad. Not the, not the little girl's dad. His dad. Oh, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. You don't Ishida's see so dad. Thinking, Yeah, You don't see Ishida's dad at all. You see uh, so the the little girl's the little dad. Girl's dad. And yeah. they actually mentioned the very first time you see him is when Ishida's. Sorry. The very first time you see him is when Ishida's mom um, is doing the deaf girl's hair. And he goes, she goes, oh, yeah, this is so-and-so, my son-in-law. He just got back from deployment. And this dude looks old, like old. Nah, not that old. He looks ripped as hell. He's in there working out massively, you know, pumping some iron. But he he looked like mid-40s. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, he's got like a three-year-old mid-40s. Ugh. So... One of the real key aspects of this, uh, aside from the minor details that are really strong throughout, is that you learn that even though he wasn't there bullying her anymore, every day Nishimiya came home, she constantly told her sister that she wanted to die. Yeah, and you don't really notice that until it's said. And then when it's said you start to realize all the pictures that her sister was taking were of dead things. Yeah. Hoping to spur her into wanting to live. And her sister even said that when they finally started taking everything down and, and it really never shows until uh, Nishimiya gets to the point to where she is, you know, going to commit suicide. And it's really sad when it happens to, because Ishida is like shocking. Yeah. He's sitting there trying to uh, make it so that way she's happy and he, she knows that he's happy and he, they're, they're really trying hard, trying hard and having and a good time. A and he takes her to he a take- festival and she gets up and she says, she's going to go study. And he goes, Oh, okay. You know, I want me to walk with you. And he tells her no. And by sheer chance her sister Yuzuru tells her hey can you go get my camera it's at home so he goes home and he or to uh, Nishima's home opens the door and sees that it's completely dark in there and then he sees the camera and then he sees Nishima getting up on the balcony's uh, edge to jump and Ishida in a panic stumbling through the apartment runs over and grabs her at the last minute by sheer luck keeping her from dying now she's not even like safely on the balcony he's hanging over by you know the basically the belt buckle barely hanging on to her and you know pleading with her to just you know please grab the railing don't die and, and the panic, the sheer panic, anticipation, the urgency, the the, uh, the over, terror, the almost. terror over the whole thing is just like you're on the edge of your seat for that while he's running up to her to try and get her while he's 
holding on to her. And then, and then she sees that he's desperately trying to hold her, wanting her to live. He starts praying to God, trying to bargain to get her to safety. Exactly. And then she finally reaches up, grabs the balcony and he's pulling her as he's pulling her up to safety. He falls over and lands in the water. Now, I was actually really surprised. I didn't think it was water beneath where she was at. I thought it was a street. And I was like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. And then I thought it was a real, I would say, beautiful turn of events where before he was going to jump in the water to kill himself. And now he fell in the water, saving someone else. Yeah. Ironically enough, the same person that brought him to both locations. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is the people that pulled him out of the water were his supposed friends that abandoned him when, uh, when he got called out, they actually, they actually saved him, pulled him out of the water. It was interesting to say the very least, the way that, that they resolved that the storyteller resolved the, the people bullying him essentially. Basically because the people, the people who pushed him to the edge, are the same people that pulled him out of the water. And it's not that he got pulled out of the water and everything was okay and he was fine. He was actually in a coma. Yeah, he was comatose for what? Two or three weeks? Uh, le- at least. But what's ha- what's interesting is, is when that happened and Ishida's mom goes to see him at the hospital, you see, see Nishimiya and, or her mother and her sister there and just start crying, you know, crying and, and saying how sorry they are. And, and her Ishida's mom says, no, I'm sure it was something that he did or something else. And, and she says, no, he saved her life. She is alive because of him. And, and she and her daughter, uh, Yuzumi get on their hands and knees and they just beg for forgiveness and are eternally grateful that, that he saved her life, even though she, she didn't like him, even after all the anger and hatred and everything else that he still saved her. And then that's when you walk out of the hospital and you see Ueno bullying and beating, basically beating up Nishimiya because of what happened. And she is just angry and bitter towards her about the whole thing. And, and so that's when uh, Nishimiya's mom and Ueno start fighting because she's upset about the whole situation and she doesn't need to be attacking her daughter. And that's when Ishida's mom comes in and breaks them apart. And then Nishimiya gets on her hands and knees and is saying while crying. And this really hit me in the feels too, right there crying, saying how sorry that she is. And that she's begging for forgiveness while grabbing on to her feet. The shoes. And then yeah. the, the key thing that made me just damn near cry about this whole thing was she didn't sign that she was sorry. She was saying it. Yeah. And I don't know. To me, it felt a little bit more, not real, but it felt more earnest because she was obviously unable to hear what she was saying but she was still trying. Yeah. And not just that. I mean, that in itself was, was something impressive to me, but the fact that she 
practiced because you can't I've, I've never seen anybody manipulate the vocal cords that they can't hear well enough to to uh, to succeed on something on the first try so she was trying to verbalize things for a while oh yeah and the fact that she tried to verbalize this so much to the point where she was actually able to articulate what she was trying to say it when you think about it it's it's depressing it is it is really depressing and it just really really drives home like the emotion that they were trying to have have you feel and when he does he does wake up and when he does wake up what really gets me is they both dream about death about the other one dying and she gets up in the middle of the night and she starts running to the bridge where they always meet to throw bread over into the fish and she gets up she goes over there she doesn't know what to do and she starts crying and and she's just distraught over the whole thing and then he wakes up and he doesn't know where he is he just he's in the hospital that's all he knows so he starts taking everything off and he starts running out of the hospital while staggering out of the hospital <laughs> yeah his his muscles in my medical opinion have atrophied beyond no that, that's why i thought he was in the hospital for a few weeks because not much longer than that because he was still able to walk but he was still very very weak right and so. he goes to where the bridge is and that's where uh they meet and and he's even though he's the one that that saved her he's still apologizing to her and and she's apologizing to him and and you just really feel the emotion between the two of them and then they say something that just makes your heart just drop to the pit of your stomach and you're just like damn that hurts and that's when you find out that she hates herself oh yeah and when she says that the pity and just the I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, it was the the desire to protect. Like I saw something that was hurt and I was like, I just want to make it better. Yeah. And that it was just impressive, <laughs> I guess is the easiest way. I had my girlfriend there and she was in a similar state. She was just like, I just want to reach out and tell her it's going to be okay. And, and you'd think that was the climax of the movie. And it was it, it, it him going to the hospital was essentially climax of the movie. We still had a good half hour of of movie to watch and the recovery and the the building from the the lowest point you can possibly see where I just want to kill myself and I hate myself every day. And the movement from that to I think it's OK to be alive as the movie progressed, I think actually now that I'm thinking about it, when all of the the axes fell away from the face from the surrounding people. I, I think at that point in time, he thought it was okay to be alive. Yeah. And that's also when he decided to stop looking down and make eye contact. Yeah. No, I, that's, I guess what I mean. It, it, it coincided. Yeah. It just really coincides with each other. And that's when, I mean, like, honestly, with the story, how it ended, I am really happy. I mean, like you also get the feeling that those two will be together. Like they will have a relationship together. You can tell that, that even though they have a muddy past and everything like that, that they really honestly can truly appreciate each other. It was, yeah, 
I was going to say it was kind of, for lack of a better term, a really good story. It had morals. It You can walk away with some, with this feeling like you've experienced something else, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a good story puts you in the perspective of the characters. It, you don't feel like an outsider. You feel like and you feel like you were involved and this really makes you feel like you're involved. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Well, I think this is a, as good a spot as any. Although, I mean, like honestly with this, with this movie, <laughs> there really is not any great spot to just like kind of cut it off. But we, I mean, like we yeah. have to wrap it up. We have to wrap it up. It's, it's a great movie by far. Great movie. Um, highly honest, recommend. Highly recommend. I would definitely recommend this to everyone. Um, on a scale of zero to ten, sir, how would you rate this? This, huh? I've been thinking about this all day. I'm not even gonna lie, because my rating, I know it's gonna be high, but I, I was trying to find reasons not to give it a ten. Like truly, truly trying to find reasons not to give it a ten, and I, I can't really find any because if you're looking for a two-hour window where you don't have to pay attention to your life. This is it. If you want to get lost in a great story, this yeah. is it. So this, I'm going to give it a 10. I honestly have to echo that. I would also give this a 10. This is by far one of the best movies I've seen in quite a while. This is has great story, great animation. It really sucks you in. It draws you into it. And... and anymore it's really hard to find a movie that does that that makes you feel emotionally connected to the to the characters to the to the individuals and this does it miraculously and it it definitely knows how to sucker punch you in the feels at all the right yeah. points and if you if you're interested in a unique experience you can watch it normal however you'd like but if you watch it with subtitles side by side to the dub it's one of the rare instances where the dub doesn't deviate to the point of it being some uh, completely different sentences. They play on each other, which is kind of weird. Like you'll, you'll hear them say one thing and when you read it, it expands. And then in other instances, you'll read what they're saying and you're like, well, that doesn't make, I, I can't follow that. And then they'll talk about it and they expand. And so like the missing pieces are filled in and it's, it's, it's really good. <laughs> I highly, I, I, yeah, I highly recommend it. Like I said. Yeah. Overall, it's great. And something that we, we both recommend. Um, so, next week is, uh, your choice. And my choice is going to be, uh, a classic. Hope you like it. Ninja scroll. That's one I have not seen for quite a while. Yeah. That's, uh, a, I went to random anime and, uh, it popped up as as on the uh, episode list. I went, wait a second. Ma they made an anime out of this? And when I clicked on it, there's nope, one episode. So it is it's a movie. a movie. Most certainly. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for today. If you liked it, please uh, feel free to share it with everyone that you know. If you hated it, feel free to share it with all the enemies that you have. Give them another <laughs> reason to have their ears bleed at our awesomeness. Uh, feel free to reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com or at those anime guys on Twitter to let us know what you thought of the movie of, or any of the other uh, 
shows that we have reviewed or movies. We would love to hear from you. And until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.